It's beer o'clock, so it's time for Drunken Time Travel. I'm your host. Irish Gav. And I'm your host. English Gav. If you want to contact us about the show or anything else. You can reach us at drunkentimetravel at gmail.com Or at drunk time travel. Or at Facebook. At Facebook. The official tedious link beer today for the epi- for the epistory of the moon base is Spaceman Beer. Not to be confused yes. with the song of the same name. There's a song called Spaceman Beer. Comedy. Right, um, I'm doing this one. And apparently, yes. is it some kind of synopsis? I hope it is some kind of synopsis because if not, I haven't got one prepared. Episode the first. The TARDIS lands on the moon with a bump, but fortunately, it doesn't stick out of its eye. They dress in spacesuits and get into hijinks, but Jamie gets injured. He didn't get injured in the Battle of Clodden, but does playing about on the moon. They found a building on the moon, that'll be the moon base then. It's a weather controlling station managed by Team International. The leader is terribly British, Hobson. Let's hope he doesn't have to make a choice. Ah, they control the weather by using the Gravitron to control gravity, because gravity controls the weather now, apparently. In the base, some crew have been collapsing into comas due to a mysterious virus, and the base is put into quarantine. The doctor, Evans, was the first to get the disease. Typical. After he talks of a silver hand, he dies. Moonbase radio signals will be monitored, and the other crew have gone missing. It's the moon. Where can they be hiding? Jamie, who is now in the sick bay, is feverish and mumbling about a phantom piper. Jamie wakes up then to see the piper who looks suspiciously like a cyberman. But can't be since they're all dead. Moral of this episode, if it looks like a cyberman, it can't be. They're dead. Episode 2. The piper freaked out by... uh, The piper, freaked out by Jamie's insanity, ignores him and steals another patient. That's private healthcare for you. Ah, satire. Polly arrives and recognises it as a Cyberman. Nah, can't be them. They're dead. Hobson says they all died. See, he gets it. Hobson gives the Doctor 24 hours to figure out the virus and the moon base is searched. Meanwhile, the Gravitron is becoming harder to work with fewer people. To illustrate this point, what looks like a Cyberman, but can't be, Electro stuns Polly and Jamie and steals another patient. They really like sick people, don't they? The Gravitron doesn't work at all now because some antenna are broken off or something. Two of the remaining crew go out to fix but are beaten to death by nothing. Certainly not Cybermen, that's for sure. On the base, nothing has been found, apart from a spoon. Meanwhile, the doctor can't cure the virus and is ordered to leave. Well, so much for that quarantine. Polly does something astounding and makes some coffee and the doctor figures out the virus is in the sugar, proving once and for all that sugar is bad for you. The doctor asked if the sick bay has been searched, but it hasn't. One of the sick people is a Cyberman. Moral of this story, if you're a Cyberman and you've got stupid shoes on, take them off because people will recognise you. Episode the third. Another faux Cyberman arrives and kills one of the crew when they attack with a metal rod. Somehow they recognise the doctor and take over the base. Their ultimate plan is to kill all her Earth life by altering the weather. It's okay, we're doing fine without ourselves. 
Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, or, or the Cybership, the kidnapped sick people are made to obey the Cybermen. Oh no, they have an army of sick people. Ben, Polly and Jimmy have a fantastic idea. They'll defeat the Cybermen with nail varnish remover since they dissolve plastic. Unbelievably exceeds, exceeds on one of them. The Frenchie on the crew, wondering what's happened to the other two that went outside, follows them. He's chased by a Cyberman Benny Hill style. Ben saves him by throwing, oh I don't know, some lipstick or some cosmetic at him. Because he's worth it. They find out how the Cybermen are getting into the base and block it. But then it's too late. Reinforcements have arrived on the lunar surface. Moral of this story is, there's nothing cosmetics won't do. Episode The Fourth As the Cybermen advance on the surface, they use radio to raise people killed by the virus. One of them uses the Gravitron to fling a relief ship into the sun. When they blast a hole in the base, it's depressurized. Hobson and Frenchie use a coffee tray to stop the leak, which somehow stops the zombies. Doctor Who doing zombies before it was cool. The Cybermen set up a large laser and fire. The beam, though, is deflected by the Gravitron. They pack away the cannon. No, really, they have to be tidy. The Doctor then points the Gravitron at the surface and throws the ships and remaining Cybermen into space. After this, the Doctor and companions go back to the TARDIS, where the Doctor uses the time scanner, which he hardly uses. It gives glimpses of the future, and on it is revealed a hideous claw. Moral of that story is, it's probably best not to use the time scanner. Disclaimer of this epistory. The Cybermen in this epistory are not meant to portray actual Cybermen, as they are dead. Ah, comedy. So, let's discuss the elephant in the room. Or the sound man in the room. Yes, the piper. Yes, got the piper. What was it called again? It was called a sound man, I believe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did Jamie call him? The phantom piper. The phantom piper. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so let's discuss the Cyberman then. They're, they're different from the last ones. The, yeah, they've got a different accent. Yes, these look like this. What, illegible? In, in yeah, so you can't understand. Unhearable. It's like drunken Cyberman is what it is. <laughs> you, yes, you're my best friend. I love you. <laughs> they talk like they've been swimming or something. They and, talk and like the, they've been swimming or something. Yes, and they're starting to short circuit a bit. Oh, right. They've got that short circuity buzzing sound to their voice. Does, does that happen a lot with robots or with stuff? Cyber. Cybermen? Yes, I, robots that go swimming, yeah. They don't like it. I haven't really seen much of that. So I would defer to your obviously expert judgment. See, that's why they went to the moon instead of the Earth, because Earth's like mostly water. So they went to the moon instead. And it just so happened there was a base there controlling the weather. Yeah. That was, that was, that was fortuitous indeed. It was very fortuitous, as you said. They also have practice golf balls on them. Do they? You know those round, like, go plastic golf ball things that have holes in them? No. Well, they do. 
You can defer to me on this as I'm an expert. Okay, then. And the Cybermen have these? They apparently do, yes. Well, maybe they went to the moon for a spot of moon golf. That's what, what, apparently why people go to the moon. It's for golf. Why else would you go then? <laughs> I don't know. Golf and moon buggies. And they also uh, they also have all the weaknesses. Gravity, nail varnish remover. Chocolate. Chocolate. Smoking. Smoking. <laughs> Laser. Death. Gravity. Said gravity. All the weaknesses. You said gravity twice. I like gravity. <laughs> Cyber monocle as well. One of them had, had, had like it looked like he had a monocle on, like it had a monocle drawn on them. But as you said, mm. it might have been the old yeah. telescope trick. Yeah, it, it looked a bit more like ink ring round the eye. <laughs> it's, it's probably the first instance of cyber practical jokes. It's the only instance of cyber practical jokes. <laughs> they also mentioned yeah. that they, that they uh, know mm. the doctor, they recognise the doctor. Yes, where did they recognise him from? I have an answer. Go on then. They have a shared collective hive intelligence. No, they, 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 meet, they meet the Doctor in the 20th century in the invasion. Ah. <laughs> That's how they recognise him. They meet him later. They meet him later in the past. Yes. <laughs> or, they, or they meet him earlier, but in the past. But it's later yeah. for the Doctor. Yeah, it's a good answer. Although I find it unlikely that they would have thought of this when we were writing the story. <laughs> what they were probably thinking of at the time is some sort of shared hive mind collective bog type memory structure. I don't think they were thinking that far ahead. No, judging by what's in this story, they weren't thinking at all. The, um, and then towards the end, it got a bit why coyote. With I mentioned about the Cybermen. Taking or making this laser and then firing at them and then taking it apart again and putting it in its box, yeah. <laughs> which is bizarre in itself. But it just reminded me of why Kyoji putting his failed experiment in an Acme box. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I imagine yeah. the Cybermen painting a big black tunnel on the moon and a moon train <laughs> killing them. That would be awesome. But my whole favourite bit about that scene is when they fired the laser. And uh, it got deflected by the gravity gun, and it went. And one of the sidemen just turned around and looked up at the deflected lasers to say, "What the fuck? <laughs> How did? What? Let's we, try again." <laughs> well, 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 we'll get to that. Well, I'll mention it now. But uh, yeah, the gravitron and the lasers. What? How? How does a laser? How is a laser affected by gravity now? Don't. <laughs> Okay, I'll not then. Other than it is. To that extent? It depends how uh, massive the object is. It's a laser. But it's only a form of electromagnetism, really, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We should have t-shirts with that made on. (laughs) And that is affected by gravity. Light is affected by gravity. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with there. But to that extent, 
Surely, if you've yeah. got a if you've got a graviton and you're making some kind of gravity thing, so it affects the laser to that extent, shouldn't it? Shouldn't it affect everything around it as well? Yes. So the moon base wouldn't it be slightly uh, affected by this gravitron? It depends to what sort of localization of <laughs> gravitational effects they have by this gravitron. I believe you want to talk about the Cybermen loving and hiding and surprising people. Yes, apparently they do love to do that now. Now being in uh, two episodes. Did they do it in the uh, Tenth Planet? Well, well, well yeah, they uh, they killed those two people outside and then they dressed up in the coats and oh, then yes. turned around, surprise! <laughs> We're really Cybermen! Gay Cybermen! That is awful. <laughs> Never, <laughs> ever do that again. Yeah, and, and on this one, uh, they decide to. Years of it didn't they decide to hide under uh, under the bed, under the quilt, and then they get up and go surprise. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a Superman hiding under the quilt. Yes, and uh, I, I can't wait to see where they spring out from next episode. Oh, you, the, you, the you grave because they're all dead. <laughs> they also have stealth move now to go in with your uh, hiding and surprising people thing. Yes, because while Polly was uh, in the room tending to Jamie, I believe, uh, a Cyberman snuck into the room and stole a body be- without her even noticing. So he's probably too busy making coffee? Probably. Hmm. As long as he walks through a door that's probably got sound effects. Steals somebody and walks out. She only just turned around to caught the tail end of him leaving the room. Stealth mode. Ninjas. Ninja Cybermen. Cyber ninjas. Are you finished? No. Any, any no, more, I am finished. Any more portmanteaus? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's it. I'm finishing with Cyber Ninjas. Can we have some Cyber Ninjas? That'd be nice. Yes. So should we move on to him uh, not being dead then? So Superman not being dead. Well, they're not dead, guys. Yes, apparently, because they were in this episode and they weren't dead. There's a deleted scene that apparently mentioned Telos as their home. That oh. some of them escaped before it blew up and then lived on Telos. That doesn't explain anything. Explains why there's still some Superman around. No, but well, all, really all the Cybermen were linked to Mondas, though, and when Mondas blows up, all the Cybermen dies. But the, the, the Cybermen said left, themselves. Some left before that. But even the Cybermen that weren't on Mondas died. But some of them left and went to Mondas. Yeah, so they should have died when Mondas blew up, like every other uh, Cyberman that had no. left Mondas already had died. No, because uh, gravity uh, was protecting them. Using electromagnetism. Why didn't they say that then? Well, in this episode. Or any episode, yeah. Well, what do you mean in any episode of these two yes. episodes? <laughs> yes, in any of these two. <laughs> Give me some reason why the Cybermen aren't dead. Because I had a thing about reinforcements and I was like, from where? What, what were they doing? <laughs> Apparently they were on Telos. Don't know what they were doing. 
It's not as if they had anything else to do. Obviously a vacation. Murdering psychopathic robots need a vacation now and again. You can't just be killing all the time. Also, interesting thing is Telos it comes back again as a, as a uh, planet in a future Cyberman story. Does it indeed? Mm. I know I've heard of Telos from somewhere. But yeah, as you mentioned uh, during your synopsis... Uh, I did. I mentioned during my synopsis. Yeah. The captain, what were we calling him? Ben... Uh, ben... Benson? Benson? No. Benson Henson? H- Henson? Hobson. Hobson. Nearly. <laughs> Not quite, but... <laughs> it says his name there. <laughs> there. <laughs> It says his name everywhere on the screen. One of them's in bold. <laughs> but yeah, as you said, Hobson, he says he, he knows there's no Cybermen. Ben says he's he knows there's no Cybermen as well. They get it, as you said. Ben doesn't get it. Ben got it. That's why he's so grumpy all the time. And uh, the, the doctor says, uh, oh, I am wrong. Something Obviously, like they were there. Yeah. I was going to say, no, there aren't. Let's just ignore them and they'll go away. And then Hobson questions the assignment, but you were dead. And the assignment like, we uh, don't talk about that. Surrender. What What did they say? They just completely ignored him and changed the subject. All right. <laughs> That's what I would do. Who's your favourite character? Benson, yeah, Benson, be, Hobson. Be, Benson and Hedges. And Hobson. Benson and Hobson, Hedges. He says it twice about, gra- about the Gravitron and Cybermen. Every child knows that. How does he know that? Does he know every child? Uh, apparently. Yeah. He, he can spy on them all from up on, on the moon. He can spy on all the children. He, he's got a big spying satellite thing. And anyway, if these children are anything like the people I work with, they don't know anything from before they were born. For example, when I mentioned Mussolini the other day, one of the women said, uh, is that some kind of pasta? Or breakfast. Is it like muesli? No, no, she actually thought it was some kind of pasta. It does sound very uh, pasta-ish. Doesn't it? What, because it's got eni on the end? Yes. That's how our Italian world is. You'll be telling me you don't know anything about the 17th century uh, psychotic Linguini. (laughs) I can't remember that. Was that at the same time as the giant uh, (laughs) Victorian robot? (laughs) Victorian Cyberman robot (laughs) that no one ever speaks of. Another thing Hobson says is he talks about a one-day Earth cycle. Isn't it quicker mm. to say 24 hours? It is quicker, and yes. Anyway, but it, it was on the moon. He's, he's on a different body entirely. I'd just say 24 hours, isn't it? Yeah, but he, he might be used to talking in moon days. <laughs> Why didn't he say moon day, then? <laughs> because a moon day is like 29 days long on Earth days. Well... Don't say moon day then, it's stupid. Exactly, so that's why he didn't say moon day, he said an earth day. He didn't say an earth cycle. day, he said one day earth cycle. Earth day would be quicker. 
Yeah, there were no need for cycle. No, it just confuses everyone. They might yeah. have some kind of bike <laughs> or something. What, how long it takes you to cycle around the Earth? That's a long time. Who's cycling? It's crazy. But I do like our in uh, Dr. Who, they seem to like their uh, multicultural command centres. They have they have all the stereotypes there. Name three. They the, they've also got the French guy with a cravat. Name three of them. Name three of them. Name three French guys with a cravat. Name three anything. That's Pierre. Pierre, yeah. Jean Pierre. Yeah. And Pierre Jean. <laughs> Not Jules or Roger though. No. Yes, they had this in uh, the 10th planet. Was it the 10th planet? Well, this is the base under siege mm -hmm. thing, which is the 10th planet. This, mm -hmm. there'll be one of the seeds of death. And probably another one. Wheeling space? Don't know. That's what the latest submarine Doctor Who episode was. Kind of like a base under siege. Mm -hmm. But the uniforms were good, though. You liked the uniforms? I, I did like them. Why did you like the uniforms? They were amusing, I thought. Today I moved you. Yes, they moved me. In, in what way? <laughs> they just seemed ridiculous. It was just a Let's white t-shirt. to people who never sit like you. It was, it was just a white t-shirt and it had a number on it with a flag next to it and the name above it. But it was pretty much like a sticker rather than... You just like stickers is yes. your problem, Jeff. I like stickers. Yes. I should get you beer stickers. Mm. We could have like a Scooby-Doo and Shaggy relationship. I could get you beer stickers and send me his Scooby snacks. How's that? You, you know, you know, Scooby-Doo like Scooby snacks. Yes, I know he does. Yeah. yeah. How does he get them? How does he get them? He does. Mm. He does good things, and then Shaggy will give him a Scooby snack. I always do good things. Would you do it for a Scooby snack? I mean, would you do it for that? I do good things all the time. Name six. <laughs> I can't. No, you can't, can you? Uh, yes. But yeah, uh, though like many of them, though, especially during the first half of the episode, it seemed like they only had like numbers one to nine. But there were this one guy who had a question mark. I'm thinking, do they not know what comes after nine? <laughs> Something. <laughs> Was it on number 15? <laughs> but yeah, that, but then a 15 showed up and spoiled it. And was like, oh. <laughs> but I'm still wondering, why is the guy with a question mark? It's like football teams. You know, you've got 11 players, but then you see someone with with a number 58 on the back of that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, give him a number 58. Don't just put a question mark on. <laughs> or is it his IQ? Well, maybe it was his name. Or rank. They just didn't know his name. They kept asking him, but they couldn't understand what he said. Benoit. Frenchy, as I call him in the, uh, in the, in the plot, I'm racist. <laughs> so apparently, because they changed his first name or his surname or whatever, before just before they were filming, he, he had to wear a scarf to hide the uh, letter in, 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 his, in his... Do you want to just rant now? Yes, they changed his name from Benoit J to Benoit G or something. Benoit R, was yep. it? Yes. 
But they didn't have time to change the actual sticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't pencil out the J or, or put a scrap of paper over it. So they had to give him a scarf to to try and dangle over it, which hardly ever dangled over the J anyway. But you hate it when you've got things that hardly ever dangle. It just, it just seemed like the most st- stupid thing. Why not just keep his name? Why can't they change the letter? I don't know. What's to, what's Why have to come up with a convoluted scarf thing just to change his name? They had a scarf to use up. Scarfs are cool. <laughs> oh, that I can get behind. <laughs> if scarfs are cool, that's all right. <laughs> Do they have to have flags on them, though? It's just so that you could tell what a poem... Appalling accent they were trying to do. <laughs> You're quite pleased with that, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> do an accent, go. No. I can do a Cyberman. Go. Surprise! <laughs> why do you do. Why, why is it that accent you'll do, but you're not do your Bond one? Because you request I do the Bond one. When Mark was talking to this, this other guy, I think he was Danish, maybe? Uh, and mm-hmm. he was. He said to the guy about local signals, and the guy was out. Local signals? Oh yeah, the Cybermen! I forgot. I forgot about the Cybermen. <laughs> How can you forget they're outside trying to kill us? <laughs> it's because they're dead. They they might be outside, but he knows they're dead. It's it's creating a paradox in his brain. This is also the same guy. Who Hobson tried to get? <laughs> yes, you remember that. Who Hobson tried to get to to get this this ship on the radio, and the guy was like, "I can't Doppler effect. There's no time." <laughs> what the hell is Doppler effect got to do with anything? I I don't know. <laughs> I think he was hoping nobody else did either, and it appears they didn't. <laughs> It was just the first excuse that it came into his head. Just <laughs> oh, I need an excuse. Uh, piccolo. No. Doppler effect. <laughs> Keyboard. No. Beer interlude. Oh, I didn't know we announced him. <laughs> I just decided we should announce them now. So, uh, first thing I noticed, it's got a very fruity smell. Capra's supposed to be doing the beer. Yes, I know. <laughs> it has a very pleasant smell to it. What say you, Gav? Can you smell it through your bottle? No, not the beer either. <laughs> it's got a very reddy colour as well, I've noticed. It is quite red for an IPA. And it's quite bitter as well, in taste. But I like it. It, it is nice. It's surprising for an, an Italian beer. I weren't expecting much. Well, it's weird. It's an Italian beer, but it's from a brewery called Brewfist, who are apparently Italian. And it's called Spaceman Beer. Well, it's called Spaceman. And there's a Spaceman on the cover. Mm. Uh, and the Beerfist logo has a fist on it. Yeah. It's very literal, this. Spaceman. The, space, the, picture of Spaceman. The, Brewfist. Picture of fist. Oh, and there's a QR code on the back. You'll be glad to know. Yes. There should have been a beer in the fist as well for the beer fist logo, but there isn't. And uh, so the address it was imported to 
is Norse Manly. <laughs> I want to live in North Manly. Oh, yeah. South Manly is much more manly. I don't like the sound of South Manly. Don't like things too manly, do you? Are you enjoying this beer, then? Mm. Would you say it is sticker-worthy? I would say it would, yeah. It is uh, sticker-worthy for me. Are, you, are we going to put a sticker on it that says Drunken Time Travel Approved? Uh, I can for me, yes. Yes. We should also mention that thanks very much to our friend Terry. Yes. At Tidro. At uh, she, she made us some fantastic, lots and lots of fantastic mm-hmm. stickers so we can we can deem beers to be Drunken Time Travel Approved or not. Yes. So thank you so much for that. Yes, shall we post a picture of the bottle with the sticker on? No, yes, yes. I thought you meant literally mail it to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we should. Show all that things are as they should be. But not until after the episode goes up. (laughs) Want some kind of suspense. Ah, yes. Will it be approved or not? Ah, Surprise. So, back to the epi story debate. The Doctor. He was in this episode. I believe I saw him once or twice. It was good. He was very I scientific. Can... I liked it. He was doing science. He did do the science, yes. Yes, because he had a degree in, in Glasgow. He got a degree in from Joseph Lister in Glasgow, apparently. I don't know who Joseph Lister is. You don't know who Joseph Lister no. is? No, I don't. He's a scientist. I get that, but I'm not aware of his work. Yes, Joseph Lister was a pioneer of microbiology and sterile surgery. I was thinking it was the guy who did smallpox, but I think that must have been Louis Pasteur, was it? I don't think it was. 500-year diary was back also. I didn't actually notice it myself. I did, because I'm awesome. And there's a great bit with the Doctor debating with himself that was achieved through pre-recorded dialogue in between, you know, spoken on the set by him. Mm. It was very like... It was very like uh, Gollum speaking to himself in that movie. Avengers, I think. In that Lord of the Avengers. Lord of the Avengers. I do like how uh, in this episode, essentially, the, the Doctor's taken uh, his companions to the moon and then it says, uh, no, we're not going to the moon, uh, we're going. They can't. They don't deserve to go to the moon. They probably Why? just, probably, just yeah. probably think it's Cornwall or something. Well, Ben would, obviously. Yeah, Ben would want to leave. He did want to leave in this episode, <laughs> as I recall. <laughs> we... If there's one thing we know about Ben, it's he wants to leave wherever he is. Yes, and soon he will. So the doctor was just uh, cut into the chase uh, before Ben could get to it, type of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Don't look at me like that. I'm not looking at you. Good. Try not to. It's not necessary for the podcast. Mm. And what happened to the breathing unit things the Doctor had from the the episode that will never be mentioned again? 
of those things. Yeah. Don't know. He obviously didn't want to mention. He obviously didn't <laughs> yes. want to mention it either, so he yes. threw them out. <laughs> Let us never speak of this again. I will get rid of those and any reminders, including the companions. I love how the doctor ignores Hobson when he when he wants to try and get to rid of him. And he just he sort of ignores him, looking at, looking through the telescope, and then he's pretending he's mm. found something, so he has to get out. That was a fantastic scene. Yes. So much so we uh, didn't either of us choose it for a quote. It's a bit long for the quote as well, but it's it, a bit visual. Yeah, it's a bit visually. It works with the uh, Polly a bit as well, and uh, it's it's just uh, hustling around him and uh, shoving him out of the way while he's trying to work and things. It's, it's just a a great doctory scene for him, how he takes control of the situation. Speaking of Polly... Not that there's a situation to take control, but yeah, speaking of Polly, yeah. She made some coffee. Ah, uh, yeah, she did. She, she made did two actually, lots of coffee. made two lots of coffee, yep. Yeah. She was doubly useful this uh, episode. <laughs> but one time almost ben kills somebody with it. Yeah. Ben, <laughs> who apparently became a chemist slash physicist this, this episode and was knowing all about solvents and everything. Yes. But no, Polly just made coffee. <laughs> Yes, uh, Ben. What is the uh, chemical makeup of uh, uh, so the nail polish we love? And he's like, "Oh, it's acetone." Sorry, how do you know that? And he knows what powers the gravitron at one point as well. Yes, despite never have seen it until this episode. Because why do you want to know? Why? Why? What do you want to do with that? Because oh yes, that's a good idea. If we can. No. Why? He knows the science, but. uh, not how to apply it. So apparently. that's what we've got. We've got people. We've, we've got people writing Ben as if he's a scientist, and then we've got people just not even bother trying with Polly, and she just makes coffee. <laughs> she but, did come up with the idea to uh, melt the Cybermen's uh, things. <laughs> the their pl- their plastic really hat. Yes, the, the plastic she, hat. She came up with the idea of mixing all solvents. No, that was Ben's a, idea. In a, in a kind of George's marvelous solvent thing. Ben, that was Ben's idea to mix everything and yeah. just just throw shit at them. Just just throw everything, <laughs> yeah. much shit at them as possible. Yeah, it no. did, and it that was somehow worked. Because <laughs> I was all this shit here. <laughs> Stop throwing things at me. Can't surprise nobody like this. I'm covered in nail varnish and glitter and all sorts of that. Jimmy, me man, whines so much a side man decides to leave him alone and take someone else. Uh, I'd, I probably would as well. <laughs> but then side men apparently don't uh, don't take you if you've got a headache. <laughs> no. In whatever meaning that has been. We've got, we've got basically, because uh, Ben... No, sorry. Polly told the Cyberman that uh, that Jamie is hurt his head. And so the Cyberman says, oh, we're not taking them. He's, he's not worthy. Or he's not, he's he's not, not worth, worthy. We're not worthy. He, he cannot lift we're not worthy. <laughs> he cannot lift me on there. So what you're saying the Cybermen are in fact Wayne and Gorse. <laughs> but they said he, he's, he, he can't be cyber-converted because he's got a headache. Well... The doctor takes him to, well, he, well, we said they took him to the moon, but he meant to take him to Mars. So Ben yeah. says to him, oh, doctor, only 200 million miles out with Mars. Well, it's 40 million. 
Stop getting things wrong, man. You know about acetone and uh, nuclear reactors, so you really should know that. Yeah. We're going to start grading you on that level, man. <laughs> Either you know about science or you don't. <laughs> what is it, man? What is it? Huh? What is it? <laughs> oh, Mistress Polly, my hands are falling off again. So. <laughs> Uh, it's probably all that ribbing and uh, that is probably why he wanted to go home again. Probably. Well, I won't, I won't be missed. Mm. So we're actually going to talk about the Gravitron now. Yeah. Which involves climate change, apparently. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably uh, the end result of the uh, climate change. Uh, we need to invent the Graviton to control it. So I'm thinking why not? Gravity, gravity, uh, gravity affects everything now, apparently. Mm. It, can, it can control all things ever. Mm. Obviously, it didn't last long, though. No, it doesn't last long. And apparently, it can't change weather. Because the doctor barely remembered it, and then when he had to pin it down, he, he, he like pinned it down to like such a narrow area. What, what well, 2050 well, they don't, they don't or something? They just sort of keep it fixed in one place. Yeah, but if they don't use it, the weather's wild and fucked up. So they're changing it from wild and fucked up to can. Well, no, there was a hurricane, and they were able to keep it uh, f- frozen in the uh, in the Pacific or something. Yeah, but they said if it turned off, the weather would be massively chaotic and fucked up <laughs> around the world. Plus, you need a shower cap if you're going to be uh, controlling the weather. Yeah, apparently, apparently, you have to wear a yeah. shower cap when you're in the gravitron. Maybe. That's because uh, it could rain when you're controlling the weather. If you get it slightly wrong, it makes it rain above you. I don't know. And I, I like how they have uh, they call it the weather control moon. Yeah, because there's, there's lots of different ones. Yeah, yeah, like they've got the weather control Mars as well. And how much does it take to control the weather on Earth? The, you have to designate one of them the moon one. Yeah. And if you think controlling the weather doesn't make is it, sense... Is it because the moon only faces like a bit of the Earth at the time? Yeah. So they need to face one on, on all the planets in the solar system so they can see all the planets at the same time. Well, they just build another moon. Moon 2. Weather control moon 2. Weather control moon 2, but weather control moon... <laughs> What? What is the weather like on Weather Control Moon? It's alright. Yeah, it's not the only thing. Do you have a spare shower cap? It's the only thing they control the weather in. Because they also do the same in Superman 3. And Banana Man. Weather Wizard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it the Weather Wizard? No, I that, don't that's, know. that's Flash. <laughs> There's some weatherman in Banana Man. Yeah, the weatherman, I think, is just called. <laughs> yeah, and it's not working. They're Gravitron at one point. But they're told from the I don't know, bureaucracy down on Earth, but don't shut it down under any circumstances. So even if it explodes, if it's going to explode, don't shut it down. No, it might blow the moon, but don't and, shut it down. And it's not working. It well, it is working, but incorrectly. But does gravity not it, work it's anymore? It's fluctuating. Gravity? Apparently, yeah, gravity doesn't work anymore. Apparently, that's why they need a gravitron. 
Well, that's just ruined everything. Since gravity controls everything on Earth, and and if you shut the gravity on off, everything just fucks up. <laughs> Apparently gravity's not working anymore. That's what I might feel like. So the space sickness. It looks like they've got a tube mark drawn on their face. Yes. Sp- space graffiti. Space graffiti. And that guy who, who uh, drank the coffee with the sugar in it had the best <laughs> death ever. He just, he obviously knew where the camera was because he ran towards it <coughs> and collapsed. Yeah, and dramatically threw himself with a spin as well. Yeah, uh, just so, just uh, so, just so that they could see his face when he collapsed. <coughs> was that I am available for acting anyway? <laughs> well, he didn't have to wear a t-shirt that said that. He just held a sign up. But the cut that. That's in the deleted scenes. Is it? No. Because they're all deleted scenes. Well, apart from two episodes. Another thing we can get, another moral we can get from this is sick people are a menace, apparently. Are they? Well, yeah. Turning on Gravitrons and things like that, yeah. Ah, uh, yes, them sick people. Well, the time scanner, the only thing I have to time it about the time scanner is it's also known as next time. What's previously on? That's the time rescanner. Or the past scanner? Well, it's not got the future scanner, it's got the time scanner. Is it a video recorder? No, the TiVo. (laughs) What's your quote then, Gav? My quote would be, just because it amuses me, uh, is when uh, the Cybermen say, Essentially, this. How did you get in? It was very simple. Only stupid earth brains like yours would have been fooled. That is amusing. I thought so. Michael isn't really amusing, but it is a great little speech by the doctor. And it goes thusly. Because there is something evil here. We must stay. Evil? Don't be daft. Evil is what I meant. There are some corners of the universe which have bred the most terrible things. Things which act against everything that we believe in. They must be fought. Then it went. Oh, that was a speech. Yes. That's great. It was from the Doctor as well. Hold on. You, you was accurate in your description. Can you remember what it was? No. <laughs> Even though I've only just heard it. Welcome to my life. Yeah, well, what was your thoughts on this episode story? It's all right. It was, very, it was very slow. Not much happened. The The Cybermen weren't great. Yeah, weren't alive. <laughs> they had terrible, terrible voices. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that gets better in the next one. Uh, but the next one's a lot better, so that's okay. Yeah, I, I didn't think much to the Cybermen at all in this episode. Though. And especially at the, the end, they crap. were reduced to Looney Tunes villains. Or, uh, yeah, Hannah, yeah, Looney Tunes with their. <laughs> getting their Acme laser out and then their other different convoluted plots to try and get in, get get those Mises to pieces and things. So I think what we need now, we need more coffee for Polly. We need more science bear. <laughs> Jimmy didn't really do much in this one either, because he was no, in the no. sick bed for most of the yeah. time. Yeah, 
Yeah, was he on holiday or something this episode? No. Apart from it wasn't, it was just like They'd written the script and then they told the writer that Jamie was in it. Um, so we just basically put him in syncopated <laughs> because he couldn't be bothered writing him into it. Uh, oh, that guy. I knew I forgot somebody. <laughs> I think something I would do. I'd just uh, write him into syncopated and I don't have to say anything about him. Uh, so next so, time... Yes, uh, You're doing the moon in a week's time. Yes, I will be doing Duncan Science the moon. And the next epistory will be yours again. Doing the Macra Terror. <laughs> which features a villain f- also from the new series. Yes, it does. I can't remember what the episode is I was called. Say, I'm not asking the name of the episode. <laughs> Please, iTunes, rate or comment or like us. Please. To uh, play us out, though, here is a quote from Jim Lovell. From now on, we live in a world where man has walked on the moon. It's not a miracle. We just decided to go. Super twist. Super twist. Recording one of these is very similar to uh, going through security, isn't it? <laughs> yes.